ABC Listen. Calling all the Mesozoic monsters, from Triassic treetops to Jurassic jungles, we are back for the greatest race of all time. Welcome to the Dino Each week, we watch on as two prehistoric beasties flap, gallop or slither their way to victory. But it's not that simple. The terrain is always changing. From squelching swamps to abandoned amusement parks, anything goes in the Dino Dome. I'm your host, Amanda Shalala, and as always, I have the Dino Factosaurus by my side, paleontologist Tim Richards. Jeez, it's good to be back. Let's get ready to roar! All the way from the Lake Cretaceous, standing as tall as a doorway, as long as a car, but only as heavy as a pig. This leggy theropod is built for speed. Give a clap for the chicken mimic. Gallimimus! And older still, hailing from the early Cretaceous, as tall and as long as her competitor. But nearly eight times heavier, this armoured notosaurid weighs as much as a rhino. Scream and shout for Spiky Chiropelter! A classic standoff, speed versus strength. Let's call these two Gally and Soro. Who will reign supreme? It's hard to say. Obviously, a bit of heft can help with some of the challenges our competitors face in the dome, but at the end of the day, it is a race. I reckon Gally's got this. Confident. I like it. Well, let's see what the dome's going to dish up today. Order a blizzard? And an ocean? Captain! Iceberg ahead! We're in the Arctic. Cool. Literally. <laughs> Our racers will start on an Arctic glacier with a straight dash across the snowy tundra. Once they get to the ocean, they'll have to tread carefully and make their way along the edge of the ice shelf to a huge iceberg. Looks like the finish line is right at the slippery top. Oh, this is going to be treacherous. Neither of our dinos can swim. Cross your talons, they don't fall in. We'll have a couple of prehistoric popsicles on our hands. Let's get our racers on the starting line. On your marks. Get set. Dinos, go! Gally has put the jets on and taken the lead. She's clearing this flat tundra easily. She's running like a giant prehistoric ostrich. Actually, her name means chicken mimic. Her cousin, Struthiomimus, is the ostrich mimic. That's one big chicken. Why didn't they call it big bird mimic? Because that's Ornithomimus. Remind me to have a word with whoever comes up with these names. Whoa! A 
Bear, is he a third contender? Surely there's a rule against modern-day species competing. Well, I think he's just hungry. Polar bears are the biggest meat-eaters on the land. And he feels like Chicken Mimic tonight? Soro doesn't seem to mind having a charging polar bear on her heels. And that's why she's got huge shoulder spikes to ward off predators. They're as long as tennis rackets. The polar bear is steering clear of Soro, but he's gaining on Gally. Can she take evasive action? Well, not really. Gallimimus isn't very agile. Speed is her only advantage. Gally is keeping one eye on the bear as she sprints ahead. Well, exactly. With eyes on the side of her head, she can look out for danger with just a small head turn. The downside of having eyes on the side of your head is you can't tell how far away things are, even if they're very close. Like the edge of the ice shelf? Hit the brakes, Gally! The polar bear's gone over! And Gally has skidded to a stop right at the icy edge. Phew! Is the bear okay? Oh, yeah. He's fine. They're good swimmers. Look, he's climbing onto a floating piece of ice now. Gally is catching her breath and is ready to make her way along the edge of the ice shelf toward the iceberg. That ice isn't sounding too solid. She'll have to tread very carefully. Oh no, here comes Soro. That ice isn't strong enough for a two-ton notosaurid. Stop, Soro! Oh, it's too late! Is the race over? Let's get some hot water bottles in there. No, look! They didn't land in the water. They landed on the ice sheet. Woohoo! But hang on, how will they make it to the iceberg? The ice has broken up, but there are lots of big pieces floating on the surface. Incredible! Gally's leapfrogging across the pieces of ice like they're frozen lily pads. Oh no, Soro might be stuck. Her heavy weight and low centre of gravity, her body is not built to jump. Oh, she sounds frustrated. Or maybe that's dinosaur for my tootsies are cold. Did you see that? There was a shadow in the water. There it is again. Is it a shark? Maybe a whale? The Kraken! Don't start. It's a walrus. And it's singing? <laughs> it's the mating call of the Atlantic walrus. He seems quite uh, taken by Soro. Do Sora Pelter have good hearing? She's not reacting to a walrus singing in her face. Oh, they have good hearing. I think she's just unimpressed by his antics. Way to go, Soro. Keep your head in the game.
The lovesick walrus is helping her get across the water. He's making such a fuss, he keeps knocking her ice sheet into the next one. No jumping involved. Gally has made it to the iceberg and is trying to climb up. She's got good claws on her feet. But why isn't she using her hands? Well, her hands are probably the shortest of all the dinosaurs in her family. They can't grasp onto things. Gally's got one tough climb on her talons. Soro has made it to the iceberg, thanks to her walrus gondolier. Are they having a little moment? Maybe to say thank you. Or could it be love? Soro has turned to face the walrus and... She slapped him with her tail! <laughs> well, luckily, Sora Pelter have wide plates on their tails, not spiky clubs like the ankylosaurs that evolve later. Or she might have done some damage. You'll be right, big fella. Plenty more fish in the sea. Soro's climbing up. Looks like she's found a tunnel straight up through the middle of the iceberg. Soro has excellent weight dispersal. That means her whole body is designed to carry her weight evenly. This will give her an advantage here. She won't slip and slide as much as Gally. Plus, she's covered in spikes. Yeah, she's basically a two-ton iceberg. It's giving her incredible grip on the slippery ice. Gally is following right behind her. This is going to be close. Oh, no. What? The finish line is right there. They've nearly made it. But as they get closer to the top, the tunnel is getting wider. Soro's spikes aren't touching the sides anymore. She's got no grip. She's going down. Look out, Gally. <laughs> The tunnel was just wide enough for Gally to sidestep the sliding Soro. Soro's shooting down the tunnel in what can only be described as the world's worst water slide. She's coming in for a frozen landing. Look out! Did Soro just skewer the walrus? He's OK. Males his size have their own kind of armour. Really? 15 centimetres of blubber. It protects them from their own tusks. Well, it certainly cushioned the landing for Soro. She bounced straight off the walrus and onto an ice floe. She's left the tunnel wide open for... over the line while Soro sails away on that ice floe. The wind should push her back this way soon enough. Or we could send Wally out there to give her a push. Good job, Gally. I'll go get your trophy while Tim takes our donors through the action replay. Things were anything but glacial in the dome today, with Gallimimus sprinting ahead across the open tundra, leaving Sora Pelter in the snow. After a close call with a polar bear, both dinosaurs lost their footing as the ice shelf broke apart. Gally was able to leap across the ice floes and scramble onto the iceberg. 
while Sauro was serenaded by a walrus. Both dinos made slippery progress up an icy tunnel, but Sauro lost her footing and floated away, leaving the finish line clear for Gally to take the win. How are things on the ice, Amanda? Molly here is providing some musical entertainment for the trophy prezzo. Here you go, Gally. Well done, buddy. Hey, stop that. She's eating the trophy. Well, she does love a gastrolith. Huh? Gastroliths are rocks. She swallows rocks to aid digestion. Bon appetit, I guess. We'll be back next week with another mighty matchup. Where will we race and what will be racing? Join us for the greatest race of all time, the Dino Dome. No dinosaurs were harmed in the making of Dino Dome, as they're all extinct. Therefore, all sounds were made by animals and people, including tigers, pigs, elephants, and honey badgers. <laughs> yes, honey badgers. Dino Dome is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For more great podcasts to play, music to move, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app for free from your app store.